Yo, Arturo, you know that Black Christmas remake, right? The one that I said looked decent? Yeah, yeah, the one with, um, you know, the guy... What's Poots, right? Yeah. With, the, with Imogen Poots, right? Yeah, Imogen Poots and uh, the... I keep... Every time I want to... Carrie Elwes, I keep getting it mixed up because every time I say Carrie, I keep wanting to say Carrie Fukunaga, which is the director of... Um, the- no, just think Robin Hood, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All you gotta think is Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yeah, because Carrie Fukunaga uh, was the director of um, True Detective, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, no, the reason I bring it up is it got confirmed as PG-13, Arturo. That's disappointing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the trailer the trailer looked uh, kind of arish um, when I first saw it in theaters, but I guess they uh, opted to go... A different route? I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah, because the original was rated R, and the one that came out in 2006 with um, starring Mary Elizabeth Winstead, that yeah. was that was also rated R? That was R, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm a little confused as to why they would dumb it down. But again, um, when is this movie coming out? Is, is there well, What's the release date on this thing? Mm. Because I would understand making PG-13 and releasing it during the holidays. If, if that's the plan, I get it. Yeah, you know? I, I think that's what it is. It's releasing on December 13th. Oh, that's honestly, it's a cash grab. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah honestly. That's honestly what it is. I don't blame them for that because it would put a lot more, you know, butts in the seats. But we've discussed this before, you and I, where a, a movie's rating doesn't certainly dictate the conclusion. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's not the be all end all. But. But it, it is still disappointing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, that being said, I'm still a little disappointed. Um, yeah. Because exactly. there's nothing like a good, like you know, um, adult horror Christmas, uh, uh, you know, adventure. Yeah. Because blood and fucking Christmas lights and Santa and guts. You know. Yeah. Because it's always like it's always good for horror when it can you can balance it against like the like the Christmas imagery. Like you're saying, like this all like spiritual and love. And yeah, that's what's cool about it. Yeah, and then you just get that good dash of horror, that good dash of gore. You know. Fuck yeah. And um, you know, I guess it explains like in the trailer. You know how we we've, we've discussed how horror movies are starting to go towards more like action and stuff. Yeah. And and in it, the trailer it looked like they were going to start fighting back against this evil cult and maybe you know what? Yeah. like you could do that but like movies for example like your next for instance, you know. Right. Rated R, you still have the fighting back aspects. There are movies where they people fight back and they're still rated R because of just how um grounded the fighting back is yeah because they don't they don't shy away from the like what it actually looks like to be yeah. fighting back from this stuff yeah because uh like one's primal inst- uh one's one's primal instinct would be to kind of just you know fight or flight right yeah so it's, it's when just you're smash in that fight mode it's smash yeah, until it stops moving like that's exactly what it is. you know it ain't dead till you know you kill it. Right? Yeah, it's not dead until you kill it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, um, but with that said, <laughs> um, uh, welcome, folks, because we're we're gonna be talking all night long about this stuff. So let me just throw this little intro in there, um, folks. How you doing? Welcome to the morgue, episode twelve. And with me is uh, Nick Valdez of ComicBook.com. Tex, what's up? Howdy, everybody. And I am Arturo Padilla, uh, the guy behind the face of the corpse. 
And uh, we're having a nice uh, conversation about uh, a movie that got an official PG-13 rating, which should have been R um, because its predecessors were R. So we're we're discussing why, you know, Hollywood might be edging towards that PG-13 in horror. And, you know, besides money, Tex. I mean, yeah, um, besides the obvious, are, right? <laughs> yeah, there are other ways. They have, I, I guess because society has been desensitized a lot to you know what violence really is um because the world is so fucked up like you know this shit on the screen is nothing so they find a way to write stories and i guess show certain depictions of violence in movies where you can get away with it like you know that that classic thing where you say where you don't have to show me all the gore right. um, during a kill to show me that there's a kill going on. So right. like, a lot of good directors have used that aspect um, and that tactic, I should say, to um, uh, to get away with shit. Yeah, because, you know, a director, like a real, like the reason a PG-13 isn't like the, the complete doom of a movie is if you have a, like you're saying, if you have a creative director who knows what they're doing and can play around with like the guidelines of this PG-13 rating. Like the official rating for Black Christmas is it's been rated PG-13 for violence, terror, thematic content involving sexual assault, language, sexual material, and drinking. That sounds like R. (laughs) It does sound like R. The fact that they throw sexual in there twice, that that should be like an R automatically uh, from the guidelines of the MPAA um, and all the, and all the, ratings they've given in the past that's weird right and, um, and that's why like that's why the screenwriter behind the the film um april wolf she tweeted out when they did the test screenings there it was clear that this movie needed to be available to a younger female audience because the subject matter is timely also i don't want to indoctrinate girls into horror or also i want to indoctrinate girls into horror excuse me does it make it it does not make it any less vicious. So, uh, okay, so it is to get that younger audience. Okay, I get it. I okay. get it. Um, I guess the story involved, um, and the way they're, you know, that the way they wrote it this time around, you know, it's probably the way she makes it sound. It's more. It seems as a good. Hey guys, like, like watch this. You know, like this is what maybe they have some empowerment going on yeah and the story um maybe they show like uh the horrors of real life and the horrors of unfortunately um uh what the other gender goes through yeah um, in, in this world and uh exactly uh i'm hoping you know they do it justice it's it sounds like it's cool like listen i'm a father of a daughter so like if that's her take on the story you know I'll give it a chance, um, but I'm just curious because um, based on the description of the rating, uh, it sounds like it's really kind of walking that tightrope yeah, between R and PG-13. It's going to be – there's going to be some real grounded horror and by that – yeah, yeah by that we like. mean like, like you're saying like the – Real, real life stuff like the sexual assault that it mentions in the, yeah. in the rating, like that's probably going to be clued into much of like what the actual feeling. Oh, that's of, always icky. I yeah, that shit. I don't like it either. I don't like it. 
but you know you have uh you have some you you have someone writing it from that perspective of someone who understands that stuff yeah like and, uh who's directing the movie do you uh okay yeah it's director sophia to and i don't know what she's what? done before that's what i mean it seems like to be a women-led production which is that's, great i dig it because you know we've already had two black christmases right so why not yeah. why not get a fresh perspective on this so that you know what that's cool i dig it um i'm still curious you know um i'm gonna go see it um curious what they're gonna do with the story but that uh that in mind there there have been a lot of stories like that dude where they teeter that that borderline did you know poltergeist for example rated p g yeah because wasn't like ratings were a lot looser back ratings then. were super loose um yeah there are things that I try to show my kids. And I'm like, oh, I saw this when I was growing up. But I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then let you me, realize there's me, like there's like some nudity in it. Let or me like... <laughs> scale it. Let me scale it back a little bit. I think we were trying to watch like um, what was it? Who framed Roger Rabbit or some shit? Oh right? yeah, then you get Jessica Rabbit coming out, dude. Yeah. Where we were like, oh wait a minute, hold on, we can't really show them this right now because I don't want to fucking answer any questions. Oh, but they're dumb. At, at this age you know what i mean like it's not supposed to be like this right now i mean it was totally different for us growing up uh, but that's just, again like it's different time uh a different kind of um mentality i guess um i mean i don't know that that's a a, a different conversation i guess it, for, it like, is a, a whole it is. A different that- place but but yeah there were tons of movies that were just a lot crazier but they were directed towards a younger crowd. Like, for instance, Poltergeist. There's a lot, of, a lot of things in Poltergeist, for instance, that should not be PG. For instance, they show um, the couple smoking a joint, right? Right. That's PG. Come on. Like, off the <laughs> bat, it's like, wait a minute. Isn't Lion King PG, right? And they're not smoking joints in Lion King. I, I, that'd be pretty dope, though. But, uh, <laughs> Could you imagine but, how how much different like Rafiki would be? Like it would be Rafiki, dude, right? Raf- like, it w- it would most definitely be Rafiki. I'd be scared <laughs> with him carrying Simba. He'd be like, "Oh shit, this little baby cub is kind of heavy." You know, let me let me not drop this cup right now <laughs> because my arms are so heavy. Yo, word. He's like, um, yo, let me uh, put down my bong real quick. <laughs> To put, let me hold this baby with two hands. <laughs> Remember, he had a pipe, right? Yeah, <laughs> he had a pipe. You know, he, he was smoking that that ganja, dude. Yo, he but, um, must have, dude, definitely. But yeah, they sh- they have a scene where they depict the couple smoking weed, right? And they have a scene. They have a lot of extreme scenes in Poltergeist, believe it or not. Um, if you guys haven't seen Poltergeist, obviously go watch it. But um, you know, there's a lot of text. You've seen Poltergeist. Yeah, there's um, a lot of wild scenes in it. Dude, like, um, there's a lot of extreme shit going on in that movie, which I am totally surprised because you know why? Because Spielberg's name is attached to the movie. So I guess, you know, they he was like, hey, guys, give me that PG, you know. I'll show you some wild shit, you know. <laughs> and, and he threw us that last scene, for uh, for instance, when they revealed the corpses rising out of um, that flood, right? Yeah. Those were legit, like... You know, cadavers they use for that movie. Wait, really? Um, it, yeah, because it was cheaper to get cadavers from like uh, a, um, a university than it was to like make props. 
That's uh, see, I didn't know that, and that's that's wild. why that yeah. that's why that woman was terrified in that scene because it was legit cadavers. Apparently, she had nightmares like all throughout, and is still haunted by that scene to this day, dude. And like, it's PG. If, like, if she's still alive, I'm saying I'm, I'm not sure if she's still alive or not, but she was haunted a years throughout because of that scene because she because. It was after the fact they told her that she found out that it was, hey, this was cadavers you were actually, like, in this pit with. It wasn't props at all. Yo. So that's that's a wild, dude. But PG. That's what I'm saying. PG. Um, another PG-13 um, movie, or was it PG? It was Gremlins, right? Yes. Um, Gremlins. My kids love Gremlins, which is great. Um, but it's like this Halloween horror kind of movie, right? Because the movie starts out around Halloween. I mean, um, uh, Christmas, I should yeah, say. Yeah, it's Christmas, right. Um, and it just, it has these certain things that happen th- that when the creatures come out are just a little bit on the horrific side. Like, they're they're a little scary, those gremlins, you know? And they have um, a lot of imagery that, you know, kind of creep out the little kitties. So there's a movie like that. That when you saw it as a little kid, dude, Gremlins is timeless. Um, and it's great to see that a new generation of, uh, of kids will appreciate it because it's just, just a good movie. But it was PG. And I'm like, I'm, I'm telling my wife, oh, yeah, the kids can watch this movie. Yeah, it's PG. It's PG. Don't worry about it. But again, the stories and the ratings back in the days were seriously looser. And even to recent memory, for instance, we've had movies that were PG and PG-13 that actually were on that line. For instance, the Happy Death Day movies, I think, were are a good oh, example of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, where they there's a lot of killing in Happy Death Day. It's all about death. Uh, it's a reoccurring death. It's a Groundhog Day with a death angle, pretty much. So there's death all the time, and I'm surprised. Of um that it's uh, a PG thirteen movie, but I think, it's pretty dope. I think like um I think part two especially uh, it it is it excuse more towards like the humor of it yes. because she like the main character like literally like she gleefully kills herself at a lot of these moments, you know. Yeah, so um I actually saw part two in the theaters and I enjoyed it. It was cool. They did this time travel like quantum leap thing going on with the death because instead of it it was very kind of meta because the death she knew of the death because of part one right but then it was happening to um one of her boyfriend's friends um and she recognized that which i thought was pretty wild it it was a cool little story um but it was just death 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 and um uh there's a lot of death in pg-13 apparently and um do you know if any of the Final Destination movies were PG thirteen? Oh, that's a good question. I, right? Yeah, let because me... I, I was looking at a bunch of franchises. Like obviously, the slasher franchises stay true, right? The Scream movies were all R. Friday the Thirteenth R. Nightmare on Elm Street R. Halloween were all R. The classics were state R, which is pretty cool. Um, but there have been a lot of. Um, like twists and turns because of the you know the ratings you want to get butts in the seats you know you you want to make money and it's all about how you tell a story and how you can get away with certain things and stories um and I think a great example of that why you look for that information would be the Insidious franchise right right they they've all been PG thirteen 
all of them. And the first one is super dark. It's super, super dark. Um, I didn't think it was PG-13 until I saw the poster after I saw the movie in theaters. I was like, wait a minute. This is PG-13. Um, it was a cool story. Uh, it was super dark. It was super scary. Um, and then it, it threw you that astral projection thing. Yeah, in it, which I, I thought was pretty awesome. I think I think it's because it's more akin to like a thriller, more than like you. Know, it's it's more about like like bone chilling horror more than like violence horror. Like, yeah, like, dude, like it's, it's just it, it's creep. It's a creep factor. Yeah, you know, um, uh, it's a horror that lingers that when you're going to sleep at night, you kind of, you know, want to make sure everything's checked, you know? Yeah, it's when, it, it's when you, you sleep to, you, you don't sleep with your back to the door, you know? Yeah, <laughs> those dark spaces in the corners become darker, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, you, well, don't, I, you don't sleep I, I, I facing I never, the wall. I never noticed that. No, fuck that, dude. Don't sleep facing the wall, man. Like, don't no, do that, it. No, that's that scary shit. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> um, I was just reading that um, Insidious is going to get a fifth movie, dude. You know... I am okay with that. I dig it. Yeah, because you know it's the one franchise where they they keep doing something that's interesting. Like it's not like it, it's not exactly like you know, not all of them are super great, but I I did like watching all of them so far. You know, does that make any sense? Where it's like you know it's it's a good like they're good solid experiences, not the best, but like just good like. Solid I wholeheartedly movies. agree. Um, okay. I recently saw um, Insidious, The Last Key for my 31 Days of Halloween, and um, that's a dope movie. Um, I didn't see it until that day, but I, I was always curious because, again, like I was a fan of it. I liked how it turned into um, – the series started to follow this lady – um, I forgot what her name was in the movie, but it followed her and the two ghost hunter guys, right? Um, and it became like their movie. It first started with this one thing, and then evolved into just following the the adventures of this paranormal uh, par- paranormal investigator and her team. Um, and Insidious: The Last Key, um, was pretty dope. It, it was it was kind of scary too. Like it had some very scary imagery in it. Um, very good use of some practical, like design monster concepts. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it was it's it was the, fun. It's the same route that the spinoff took. Uh, the one, um, man, I'm blanking on its name right now. But which the, one's the spinoff? The the one that's like set in the 70s with like the witch tree and uh, the it's the the something the. Oh, man, it's got the guy from Office Space in it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, what, The Conjuring? Wait. Yeah, yeah, The Conjuring. Oh, The Conjuring. I was like, the. <laughs> I was like, the something. <laughs> oh, man, yes. And you know what? You know what? You are totally right. The Conjuring is a spinoff of Insidious because that was what, uh, what started that whole James Wan uh, horror. Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah, it's the, the Insidious universe, essentially. And yes. it's. That's probably why, like, it's the same thing that The Last Key does, where it's, like, it's more, like, it's it's got thriller stuff, but you have, like, the, the kind of action-focused of the, Dude, the two hunters, yeah, like, the because, two, the paranormal Because it slowly, yeah. it was dope, because it slowly became, I'm glad you saw it, so like, we could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it was cool how, like, um, it uh, became, like, a crime drama. 
yeah. right? Um, of of trying to find uh, these missing uh, bodies, you know, these missing souls uh, per se. That this guy was, um, that this ho- everyone in this house pretty much was haunted and did the same thing. Like, so it was great to, to see that her dad was like this complete monster yeah. because of this house. All the bodies buried under her house were like a revelation to her, showing her that oh my god, my dad. Was the one killing all these uh, all these girls and all these missing people, um, and then the guy that they were, the guy that called them up, um, uh, essentially was the bad guy of the movie. Yeah, it's, all along, it's basically like if you took the Amityville horror and yes. like added two paranormal investigators to it, and like yeah. that's that's why it's so good. And when you do that stuff, see, that's a creative use of PG thirteen. And that, it really that, is. that goes back to what we were saying about when you have, like, a, a solid director who knows how to work within the confines of, like, you know, oh, I don't have to make it too bloody or I don't have to do this. I can go this way instead. And, like, yeah, you do miss the – sometimes you do miss, like, the violence of it, you know, but – if if yeah. it, a story doesn't need it, then you know it. You exactly. don't really like, miss it. Yeah, exactly. I'm a gore and violence kind of guy, and if it's, but I do agree. If a story does not need it, um, I'm fine with it. Like for instance, another great PG-13 horror movie we can toss out there is The Sixth Sense. Right. Um, uh, that one, you know, M Night Shyamalan. You know, uh, that movie in particular, it. it doesn't really have anything in terms of like violence and gore. I mean, it has like what that one scene with the guy, but it's more in terms of um, the look, you know, yeah, the vibe of the movie. I I would even argue that it's not even like a horror movie, you know. It's more like yeah. it's kind of like a character drama with like a a weird supernatural twist to it, you know. Yeah. And you, it, I agree with that. And then you get the reveal at the end, and it's kind of like. Yeah, it it's one of those exper- it's an experience kind of movie. You know, yeah. it, it's where you know you're forever chasing that first time you felt when you saw it. Oh, dude, I remember watching it in theaters the first time. Yeah. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this just happened. But the uh, uh, the sixth sense, I think, uh, I think it it's kind of in the horror umbrella though. Um, all those uh, characters he sees dead, you know. Um, that still, in my opinion, falls under yeah, their umbrella. They, they, they're highly detailed in terms yeah. of like how, how they were dead. And like, I, I totally get that. It's, it's yeah. a creep factor. Like you keep going, like you, like you said, where it's, it's more a constant, like a constant, like your little hairs are standing up on edge when you're just like, Ooh, what is this? What's going on? You know, it's like, Oh no, it's Misha Barton throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's a, a, a really good uh, PG 13 example, like really recent, a quiet place. Dude. Um, I saw that on, on this list and I, I forgot that it was PG thirteen. Yeah, what a see that that's another yeah, one where it's, that's definitely another one. It, Fucking Jim, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't believe Jim from the Office turned out to Jim be from such... the fucking Office, dude. <laughs> no, but now he's like now he's like an action guy. He's I in, know he's, he's, he's fucking uh, what's his name, uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah, and he's all Jack now, and he's got a beard, and he's not Jim anymore. You know? Yeah, I know it's a good show. <laughs> 
I still gotta watch season two. It's a good show. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but but yeah, dude, that's uh, that movie was was really good as well. Um, you, you know, it's a you know again, it's a bad uh, a bad example or a good example of a bad take on that same idea. So take you get a, a worse director with that same kind of idea, and you get Bird Box. You're, so did you? You see know what? The- I have I have never seen Bird Box. Before. Okay, so. I was just like, you know what, like everybody's just talking about it and all the memes and shit, and I was like, you yeah. know what, like I'm good. No, you were you were good to skip out on it because it's basically like a quiet place, just worse. Like so, oh. the whole thing is like the it's like these Cthulhu esque like monsters are walking around, and if you see them, you go crazy, and then you start like you start wanting to kill yourself. Oh, yeah, it sounds about right. It sounds very Lovecraftian, actually. Yeah, and so the whole thing is, like, uh, this mother and her children are named, like, boy and girl because she doesn't give them a name or something because it's like, oh, she hasn't even seen them or whatever. It's all just... Okay, it, but still, the, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like you take, like, you take a core idea, like, you take a but you give it a good creative and then you get a quiet place you get a bad creative and then you get bird bugs so like what are uh arturo so oh man That's... what what are some of the pitfalls of like a pg-13 horror movie um just what we were talking about exactly how much you can show you know how far can you take something it really depends what you're trying to execute what you're trying to sh- to display at the moment you can't show blood and guts in a pg-13 movie guts you can't show a pg-13 movie i've never seen any guts in pg-13 movies I'm, I'm, i don't know about you but guts i've never seen it um you see blood here and there but you don't see any entrails you don't see any like you know dismemberments you can't get away with any of the hardcore, like, you know, brutal stuff in, the, in, in those movies. But again, if you're writing for PG-13, your movie isn't going to have that. So it, it all boils down to story. You can't really have any of... Damn, I don't know these days because there's a lot of killing in PG-13 movies. But I guess you can't get too detailed with the kill, you know? It, no torture porn bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah, because that's the other thing, too. Like, we went through that weird era after Saw where it's, like, yeah. R meant, like, gross gore. You know? I guess that's why Hollywood tried to, like, get this PG-13 ball rolling, you know? Yeah. I, because oof. it's like, yeah, it had its moments, but then, you know, these same people weren't showing up. But, I mean, it's not even true because that led to the Saw stuff. Right. You know, but I guess for back then you had people still kind of going to these radar movies, but they weren't being, I guess, no, they were sustainable. It's weird. It's it's weird how we have evolved from going from the R to the PG-13 that now everything that comes out is PG-13. Yeah. Now, if, if, a, if a movie's radar now, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, it's your fucking radar, so let's expect something. For for instance, that's a blessing and a curse, as we spoke about earlier, um, where a movie like La Llorona, that was rated R, you know, it, it didn't take full advantage of its R rating. So there are PG-13 movies that take full advantage of its PG-13 rating. And uh, they kind of toe the line between R and PG-13. A Quiet Place, for instance, is, is a movie like that. Just it just the sequences and, and just... The setting environment just feels so tense that 
you feel like you're in an R movie all the time. Yeah, because um, like you said, you can waste an R rating. Like, uh, so one of my favorite examples that I like going back to uh, of just a, in terms of like just being an, a bad R rated horror movie. Uh, so, have you ever seen Fear.com, Arturo? Um, I saw it in movie theaters <laughs> <laughs> with my man freaking uh, what's his face? Um, uh, what's the, what the guy's name again? Oh, uh, oh, you mean um, uh, Stephen Dorf? Yeah, fucking Deacon Frost. Yeah, <laughs> he's not Stephen Dorf. He's Deacon Frost. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, I saw Fear.com in theaters. You know, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a horror guy, and like the best part of Fear.com, the scariest part I think was that Ramstein sequence where it, yes, where they had like the Ramstein song that has forever stuck in my mind because of Fear.com. So I uh, because of Fear.com. I got more into Ramstein stuff, so thank you. <laughs> you know, that's like, uh, that's like, like a, a horror movie can be saved by like one really good sequence. Like, uh, remember Ghost Ship? Yes. It had like, it had the Mudvayne sequence. Fuck with, yeah, yeah, with, dude. Uh, yeah, with, legit. It had the dig sequence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, if you're.com, it was, um, oh man, it's, uh, honestly, uh, it was very forgettable. Yeah. I don't remember what was story. So the whole thing um, was like it, it was like an eight millimeter Jace kind of deal, I guess. Have you seen eight millimeter by the way? Yeah, yeah. And I love that movie. That's it's one movie. of those movies where I, when I was first getting into movies in general, like it was, it was recommended to me because it was one of those like, oh, you got to see it. And when I saw it, I was like, which dot com? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Can you imagine, Jesus? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, no, but um, yeah, um, uh, the other one with the cage. Yeah, yeah, eight millimeter. Uh, like it's, it's definitely worth it. Like I would definitely recommend anybody who. Who wants to? I don't know who who wants to think about movies on like on the on that kind of level, you know? Yeah, dude, that movie's dark, bro. Yeah, it's um, it's it's one of those things you got to be ready for. Yeah, and and we get a young Joaquin Phoenix in there as well. Yeah, as a porn store guy, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, but <laughs> but going going back to uh, going back to PG thirteen horror uh, another another good example I like is the um, fucking um, uh, uh, Ouija two right yeah Ouija so 2. so Ouija two was another good one because the you know Mike Mike Flanagan, Flanagan baby yeah and you know he's 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 God over here <laughs> so he, he he can do no wrong yeah until he does wrong it, it's yeah, he's gonna mess up someday, and it's gonna be bad. It's but fine. He's got a good track record yeah, so far. That's what I think too. Like it's one of those things where even it's if he fine. comes out with one dud, like every director is allowed. Okay. Yeah, it's it's okay if it's a dud, and but it's written by him though. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I hope it's a dud that he creates, and not a dud that somebody else created that he's adapting. You right. Know? Yeah, that's true. I hope it's his dud. And yeah, like, some like artistic bullshit he wants. But like, yeah, whatever. Just give me your artistic bullshit. You've given us all this greatness before, so it's fine. I'll take this crap. You know. Right. Uh, but one one I I like that I kind of forget about unless I'm really thinking about stuff. Uh, Mama. So. Oh shit! Fucking Jessica Chastain, bro. Yes, and I remember Mama because the that was that was fucking that ending, dude. Yeah, and and the monster itself is so good. Yes. Like it, 
they the person they got is like a contortionist or something and then they filmed i forget how they do it it's like i think they filmed it at like a lesser frame rate or something so mama's like walking like movement is just a little bit off like a little bit more unsettling or something yeah it, it's pretty awesome and i think uh, guillermo del toro was uh attached as producer on that yeah cause I, think, yeah. I think he helped with the actual like monster design and yeah you could definitely tell absolutely yeah um the ending of that movie is crushing and and the monsters (laughs) is dope like and then they added this like foggy mist thing around the monster um which looks fucking great yeah and that's from uh that was the debut of a director that i've been paying attention to uh andy muschietti oh that name sounds familiar so andy muschietti is the one who did it chapter two oh Ooh, that's why it sounds familiar. It chapter two, as we spoke, uh, we we both agreed it was pretty awesome. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's also doing like um, I think he, in terms of like the anime stuff I cover for the day job, he's doing like this live action like Attack on Titan film. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, and he, with his horror brain, like I'm thinking like it's gonna be pretty good. You know, those giant monsters eating people and like uh, that good. sounds pretty fantastic. Right, yeah, because Andy Muschietti went from Mama to It, and it's like, uh, he hasn't really, he hasn't really come out with a dud either, so... Uh, oh, that explains, that explains Chastain and It too, then. Yeah. I get that. Wait, so between It and Mama, he didn't do anything? He he just went from Mama to It? I I want to say yes. Let me, let me double check. I'm going to double check this on the air. Yeah, yeah, he went from Mama to It. It was... He went, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was like this four year gap, and then he just came back for it chat, or he came back for it. So he did it part one too, as right, right? Yes, as yeah, well. Yeah, dude, like fuck, good job, guy. <laughs> for, <laughs> like shit. I wonder. So his next movie, then you were saying he's just. So when is that coming out? I I don't know. They they haven't really like updated anything on the on Attack on Titan either. But that's his next thing, or um... uh, no? Uh, his next thing was the Flash, like this Flash. What? Yeah, he was attached to the Flash movie that like DC. That would have was... been cool. Yeah, but who knows what's happening with that anymore? Oh, who knows? Yeah, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Not on this show, anyway. No, not on this show. <laughs> Maybe later, but not. This. <laughs> but, but but he but he's a director where like I'm pretty confident that like he he can work with either PG thirteen or R. You know, and when Attack on Titan comes out and it's PG thirteen, I'm not going to be really bothered by it. You know, no, but the Attack on Titan. I mean, you have giant naked monsters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I kind of, it. I really wanted to be R. Like, but it has to be about just but it's the not, bloodshed. It's not gonna be, you know, because it's an anime thing. You can't do that, R. Is it gonna be like? Um, is it gonna be a series or? No, just a no. one-off or trilogy. I don't know. It'd probably be a one-off that, but it's the kind of story where I, you know, I kind of wanted them to make their own thing, but you have to adapt it or it'll make all these anime fans mad. You know, you yeah. know that you know the drill. You know, yeah, it, I know. Seriously, it, it's not like comics where you can just like pick and choose what little story bits you like and then make your own thing. Yeah, like anime and manga you have to like adapt it directly otherwise it's this whole thing and it it's kind of a waste you know i, I don't sucks. know but that's a whole other conversation that but you know what you know what uh, on a whole different topic 
uh, you know what, what I was surprised was PG-13. I, I actually found out today that it was PG-13 after thinking it was rated R for so long was uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Really? Yeah, it's PG-13. Um, I was going through some movies and a bunch of shit like that, and I came across that, and I was like, holy fuck. Um, I did not know that. I thought it was rated R this whole time. That's crazy. Um, but again, it doesn't have anything wild in it. Uh, usually, um, movies with a, a possession have more of a, a physical and visual kind of, you know, um, gore to it that makes it R. Uh, but I guess, uh, this one didn't have that much to it, it but the vibe was fucking there hundred percent i mean a lot of that was due to scott derrickson who also if you don't know did sinister did he really sinister was pretty good i i like sinister also yeah, and he did doctor strange good. so he he knows how to play around but yeah, has good. has uh that emily actress has she done anything else dude that's fucking deborah from uh from dexter that's Dexter's sister. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Deborah, dude. It's great. Yeah. You know? Did you? Okay. Uh, just, did you ever finish Dexter? Dude, I am. Um, I am a big fan of Dexter. I I stopped. I okay. So I guess big spoiler for Dexter. I'm just gonna throw out here on this show. Just bleep it out, everybody, or skip like thirty seconds ahead. I got all those spoilers, baby. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so I stopped when she found out. I won't give uh, the details behind okay. it, but but that cliffhanger, okay. that cliffhanger of that season where she found out, she like walks in and she sees him. Freaking Colin Hanks. Yeah, um, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I loved Colin Hanks in that show, but yeah, I just stopped watching because I just it fell off. Like I fell off, you know. Yeah. Um. Shit. It it was cool after that because Dexter got legit. Like he got a legit girlfriend after that. Um. A, a, a girlfriend that tried to poison him, which is oh, crazy. Okay, but yeah. you know he he had a he had a girlfriend or he had I know. a love interest. And I then, know, and then the infamous bathtub, you know, <laughs> fucking Julie Benz. Uh, I love Julie Benz. Julie Benz got God by Trinity. Uh, um, I, I love. You know what though? Those early seasons, people like they start trashing him around like the Trinity stuff. But that's what I do. Really, Trinity, I Trinity was it. great. Dude, Trinity I, was great. I loved Jimmy Spitz in that show. Like I, I loved how that show got like these yeah. these actors who were just generally good guys. You know, I like uh, <laughs> uh, the Barrel Killer. Oh, that that's when um he met uh, Julia Stiles, right? Yeah, and he had, um, this crazy connection that he never had before after um his wife got killed, right? Yeah, and, and I was like, oh my god, Dexter's gonna get a fucking girlfriend finally, and they're gonna kill together. It's gonna be fucking great, <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, you know, she was like, okay, I got it out of my system. I'm good. I'm gonna go back to Minnesota now, and you know, live my normal life after <laughs> being in a barrel, dude. So, but I, I loved how that show got like got these good guys who you see in other shows and you're like oh that's jimmy smith's that's john lithgow yeah, you know john lithgow is great yeah uh, jimmy smith is great colin hanks was really good colin um, hanks was he, good. He, he he definitely gave off that vibe too which is great yeah cause that's um, the thing it's it's always like when you see a picture of like a serial killer it's always like a guy with like a come over and you know it, it's the one where you know you hear interviews from the neighbors, and the first thing out of the mouth is, "Oh, he was always such a nice guy." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Like, listen, uh, Dexter is fantastic. Like, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know who, who's even better than Dexter? Huh. Fucking Masuka. Oh yeah. 
Uh, Bazooka's great. Uh, he's a great fucking comic relief. But Dexter's cool, man. It finally uh, it puts a, a very like like a very lighthearted like blanket over the whole serial killer shit. Because technically, this guy is a serial killer, you know. Yeah, so, we're not supposed um, to like him. Yeah, know? we're not supposed to kind of side with him, but we all we all know we side with Dexter. Um, but yeah, you know what? Let's wrap this up. Um, <laughs> you know, right? The, if the Dexter conversation <laughs> told you anything, right? <laughs> yeah. W- once I get to Dexter, I'm like, all right, let's, it's time to wrap it up, right? Because yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like the way Dexter ended. And then, um, and then you'll be going off all night about this. Oh yeah. my god, forget about it, dude. I'm gonna get into his fucking girlfriend and how his girlfriend was actually one of his victims. He couldn't kill her, and then he she actually moved to a South America. Oh, forget about it. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Um, again, PG thirteen movies ain't that fucking bad. Um, at times they are, but fuck it, you know. But yeah, because hor- like horror is horror, right? Yeah, like, yeah. If it makes you fucking uh, you know shiver, if it makes you jump, if it if it, if it makes you shiver and chill and uh, and pretty much get at the edge of your seat, um, then you're watching some horror. Some good thrill shit. And I hope this Black Christmas movie will end up on our Christmas uh, episode that we might have. Because we, I want to talk about Krampus. Yeah, because <laughs> there's Krampus, there's Gremlins, there's... Yeah. Uh, and then there's a lot of the, the cheesier Christmas like yeah. horror movies that... And that's the stuff I like. I like the cheesy horror. You don't, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. We differ. But uh, I do enjoy a good Christmas movie. A good Christmas romp. Um, and like always, um, uh, check out uh, the feeds, guys. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, the, the website, corpsefeed.com. We also, I, I'd like to talk a little bit, just real quick, before we get out of here, about the new scoring system out there. A 10-point scoring system, you might have seen it on, uh, on Instagram now. It's uh, 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 the doctor's sleep reviews like that. So it's the coroner's report. Hope you guys like it. I've been getting some pretty good feedback about it. So it's a 10-point scoring system, five categories, zero out of two. It's simple as that. Everything else is pretty, you know, in your face about it. Hope you guys dig that. And uh, stay tuned for some more cool shit. Once again, Tex, scary world out there. But uh, you and I will uh, will help you walk through it.